a reading from the book of the prophet Isaiah. On that day, a shoot shall sprout from the stump of Jesse, and from his roots a bud shall blossom. The spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him, a spirit of wisdom and understanding, a spirit of counsel, of strength, a spirit of knowledge and of fear of the Lord, and his delight shall be the fear of the Lord. Not by appearance shall he judge, nor by hearsay shall he decide, but he shall judge the poor with justice and decide a right for the lands afflicted. He shall strike the ruthless with the rod of his mouth, and with the breath of his lips he shall slay the wicked. Justice shall be the band around his waist, and faithfulness a belt upon his hips. Then the wolf shall be a guest of the lamb, and the leopard shall lie down with the kid, and the calf and the young lion shall browse together with a little child to guide them. The cow and the bear shall be neighbors, together their young shall rest. The lion shall eat hay like the ox, the baby shall play by the cobra's den, and the child lay his hand on the adder's lyre. There shall be no harm or ruin on all my holy mountain, for the earth shall be filled with knowledge of the Lord, as water covers the sea. On that day, the root of Jesse, set up as a signal for the nations, the, de- the Gentiles shall seek it out, for his dwelling shall be glorious. The word of the Lord.
A reading from the letter of St. Paul to the Romans. Brothers and sisters, whatever was written previously was written for our instruction, that by endurance and by the encouragement of the scriptures, we might have hope. May the God of endurance and encouragement grant you to think in harmony with one another, to keep with Christ Jesus, that with one accord you may, with one voice, glorify the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Welcome one another, then, as Christ welcomed you for the glory of God. For I say that Christ became a minister of the circumcised to show God's truthfulness, to confirm the promises to the patriarchs, but so that the Gentiles might glorify God for his mercy. As it is written, Therefore I will praise you among the Gentiles and sing praises to your name. The word of the Lord. your spirit. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. John the Baptist appeared preaching in the desert of Judea and saying, repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. It was of him that the prophet Isaiah had spoken when he said, a voice of one crying out in the desert, prepare the way of the Lord, make straight his paths. John wore clothing made of camel hair and had a leather belt around his waist. His food was locusts and wild honey. At that time, Jerusalem, all Judea, and the whole region around the Jordan were going out to him and were being baptized by him in the Jordan River. And they, as they acknowledged their sins, when he saw many of the Pharisees and Sadducees coming to him, coming to his baptism, he said to them, You brood of vipers, who warned you to flee from the coming wrath? 
Produce good fruit as evidence of your repentance. And do not presume to say to yourselves, we have Abraham as our father. For I tell you, God can raise up children to Abraham from these stones. Even now the axe lies at the root of the trees. Therefore, every tree that does not bear good fruit will be cut down and thrown into the fire. I am baptizing you with water for repentance. But the one who is coming after me is mightier than I. I am not worthy to carry his sandals. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. His winnowing fan is in his hand. He will clear his threshing floor and gather his wheat into his barn. But the chaff he will burn with unquenchable fire. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Good morning. And how are you? Blessed indeed. And so we hear, as we usually do the second Sunday of Advent, we hear John the Baptist calling us all to repent. Now again, repentance is a changing of our lives. It's a changing of direction. So if we're walking one way, when we're called to repent, we're called to turn around and walk the exact opposite way. And so he tells these people they need to repent, and then he yells at the Pharisees. Can you imagine? He yelled at the good people at the time. Now, you got to remember this. These were the ones that not just followed the Ten Commandments, but they followed the 700 Commandments of Leviticus. They were the righteous people. They were the ones who knew that, I look at I'm doing all the things I need to do. And he yells at them, and he says, bear fruit as a sign of your repentance. Now, again, as we've talked about a million times, fruit is never about us. Fruit feeds other people. The tree doesn't bear fruit to feed itself. The tree bears fruit to feed others. So when we're called to this repentance, it's about stop living for yourself and start living for others. Jesus yelled at the Pharisees too because they put all these things, you know, these burdens on people, but didn't do anything, lift a hand to help them. So we got to put this in the context because often when we think of repentance, We think it's only about me and my sinfulness, and of course it is, but not only. In fact, I would say that's a smaller thing. Anything that keeps us focused on ourselves is not of God. Anything that keeps us focused on on ourselves is not of God. So even when we sin, you know, whatever sin you happen to go to, you go to confession every day for whatever when you come before God in uh, your daily repentance, because I'm hoping we all do that. What we should be doing instead of seeing God, I'm no good, I better go to confession right away. It's Jesus, this is me without you. So immediately we get out of ourselves and we focus on Jesus and we focus on bearing fruit for others. Immediately. So there's repentance is a repentance of stop living for yourself. Huh? Again, this morning when I went to scriptures, it came to uh, John chapter 12, verse 21. 
In John chapter 12, verse 21, anybody know it? Any good Protestants? Sir, I would like to see Jesus. Sir, I would like to see Jesus. And the way that happens in the next verse, in verse 22, it says, unless the seed falls into the ground and dies, it remains just a seed. But if it dies, it bears much fruit. So this repentance is a calling to dying of self, to living for others as Christ on the cross. And that becomes most explicit if you listen to the second reading. Because all the readings we have to put into context of one another. That's why the church gives them to us. And here in the second reading, Paul is telling us, and God then through Paul, speaking to us, he says, whatever is written previously was written for our instruction. Now he's talking about the scriptures. That by endurance and by the encouragement of the scriptures, we might have hope. So one of the ways that we can tell if we are bearing the fruit of repentance in our life is that we're people that stop being, you know, these sad people, these people that are always complaining about the world and everybody else and everything else, and we become people of great hope. And the way we do that, as we've talked about in the last couple weeks, is by spending time where? In scriptures. No Bible. No breakfast, no Bible, no bed. I just spoke about this on purpose, and I'm going to re-speak about this. Because again, he says, in the Word, we will find endurance and encouragement, and that will bring us hope. And then he talks about, may the God of endurance and encouragement. So he's saying God is a God of endurance and encouragement. The word of God is a, will give you endurance and encouragement. And all of that is going to give you hope. So again, what happens is it goes on. It says, welcome then one another as Christ welcome you. So what we got to do is become people who see everyone as Christ. Not to be judged, but to be loved. Everyone as Christ, that we become people that when people look at us, they no longer see us, but they see Jesus living inside of us. And when we look at others, we don't just see them. We see Jesus living inside of them. And that's something we don't do very often. We usually see people, and every single person that we see, we judge. Do they have Jesus? Are they a good conservative Catholic? Are they a liberal Catholic? Are they ones who live the faith or are they ones that don't? And so we sit there and we stand back and we think, I wonder if this person is worthy of my love. What's the answer to that? Yes, everyone. Well, even that person? Even that person. We need to repent. And again, when the Lord's, you know, every time I ever preach, always know I'm speaking to me first. Why? Because the way I preach people of God, if you haven't figured it out yet, every time I'm praying over the readings or listening to the readings, the Lord convicts me first. He convicts my heart. He tells me what I'm not doing right. And he says, now, did you get that? Yeah, Lord. Now go tell the people. Okay, they're not going to like it. Like, I don't like it. I know. Repent. 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 So again, you have to show evidence of your repentance. So just last week or the week before, I talked about everyone here, we need to go back to the basics. So we need to go to starting the day every day with scriptures before we listen to the world, the flesh, or the devil. Give evidence of your repentance, it says. So if I again was to ask you today, after I preached on this explicitly, 
How many went to scriptures this morning before you came to Mass? How many spent time? Or again, do you come here to hear God's word and to be changed by it? Or do you come here just to get your vitamin pill Jesus so you can continue to do what you want to do? We need to all repent people. And again, by spending time in God's word every day, it's not going to hurt any of us. Well, it might hurt us. Might hurt us a lot, come to think of it. But it'll hurt us in a good way because then we start doing God's will instead of ours. It transforms us that we not listen to every other piece of garbage that we listen to on the internet and everything else. Think about it. Some of you spend more time on the internet than you do the word of God. Can you truly say you're a disciple of Jesus then? Can you truly say that? When you're letting the internet teach you what's important about this life and this world, you're letting the internet influence you instead of Jesus. You and I have the opportunity to meet Jesus every morning in his word, every morning, before we listen to the world, the flesh, or the devil, and we don't. Even after our miserable, loud-mouthed pastor yells at us and screams at us, and jumps up and down at us. We still continue to do what we want to do. Am I truly a disciple who's going to show evidence that I'm ready to repent and stop doing, listening to everybody else and start listening to God? And again, the way that's going to happen is when we spend time in the Word of God every day, it's going to give us endurance. Who doesn't need endurance? It's going to give us encouragement so that we can be people of hope. How do we not have hope if we're a disciple of Jesus Christ? We know how everything ends. We know that God is God, that he is Lord, that no matter what's going on, everything's going to work together for good. And if we're disciples of Jesus, we know that and we preach that and we live that. If we're disciples of the internet or the world or people who we like and listen to us, we're going to be people of doom and gloom and everything else. Even when John the Baptist was preaching the strong message, he was getting them out of their own focus on self, which is what sin does, because sin is the ultimate selfishness. And say, get out of yourself. Focus on God. Focus on others. So today he says the same thing to us. Most of us are going to continue to do what we do. But I'm a disciple. You and I, if we're disciples, that means we're growing every day. That means we're seeking God's will before we're seeking our will. If we're a disciple. If not, we're just people that show up to church to feel good about ourselves. Are you one of those? Am I one of those? Or am I a disciple of Jesus Christ? Do I have daily repentance? And can I prove it by the fruit I bear? Do I have an endurance? Do I have encouragement? Am I a woman or man of hope to the world? You got it? You get it? You going to do it? That means you just told me you're going to spend time in the Word of God every day for the rest of your life. Now, you can't lie to your pastor. That's just like lying to Jesus. I'm just telling you now, repent and do what God wants you to do.
Listen to him before you listen to anybody else.